Hello and welcome to a special edition of Money Matters podcast, whatever you want to think. Uh, we'll be what live in a couple of weeks again. Uh, again, we're trying to mix in a few things here to educate. I in our live show last week, I I, I know I beat this thing to death, and and I um, on gold, okay, gold and selling fear. But it keeps persistently coming up, and I guess I just had a couple of quick things to add in this hour, and next hour I've got some other stuff completely. I promise I'll steer far, far away from the gold, you know, gold bug, hatred, whatever corner you want to put me in. Uh, It is interesting how we all feel with data. We have to peg everything. we got to put people in boxes, and, and I'm an eternal optimist, and happen to say I don't particularly like the market or think it's particularly cheap, then it's like, oh, my gosh, does that mean sell out? Of course it doesn't. It doesn't mean that at all because we can't know the future, and I don't know the future of gold. I do know the past for the past 40 years. It's done almost nothing. Oh, yeah, it is less than inflation. It has returned less than inflation over the last 40 years. Why do I use 40 years? Well, because I started in the industry then. That's why I use it. I'm not cherry picking it. It's just a happenstance that the Dow Jones Industrial Average was at 800 and gold was at 800 an ounce. And we all know where the market went. And I think it's just important to understand this simple thing. Comfort doesn't make a decision correct at all. Or the lack of comfort doesn't mean you're in something super risky because you're uncomfortable with it initially. Price movement is not the actual security of a security. You know, just because something in price moves temporarily in an opposite direction to what you want, most certainly doesn't make it a bad decision in the long run. I'm quite sure that the hundreds or more, maybe a thousand times, that I've bought Apple in portfolios for clients and myself that many, 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 many of those times it started off as a negative, a loser for the first week, month, months, maybe a year. I'm also equally sure that without even looking that they, it all worked out really quite swimmingly well. And that to me is just one example of how we seem to put these fearful things on something that really has always worked and we see things incorrectly. You know, to me, there's maximum risk in something that has no return. A a pretty brick returns nothing. It, it, It has no income. It has no ability to become more productive, to be anything except a pretty brick. And on this, we put this amazing amount of value like it is the only thing that retains value. And in fact, it hasn't even kept up with inflation for the last 40 years. That seems like we're just making things up in order to sell people. And I guess I'm bothered because there's some of my favorite people like, you know, conservative Christians are like what? The most scared people in the world that this is what we sell to them. It just doesn't make sense to me. We're supposed to be optimistic and, 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 and believe we have an eternal future. And we put our value on 
gold? I, I, I uh, Or trying to figure out when the end times are coming, and this is another sign of it, or whatever it is. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. And I feel like that we're running in the wrong direction when I see this persistent run of ads of the end of the world. So it, it is just one of those things I've, I've thought about. We've, it's come up again this, pa- this past week, and I, and I just wanted to express that a little bit. It's just people who we run into funny stories. It doesn't it don't make any sense. We actually had a, a, a lady in our office that was scared to death of the markets, wanted to buy gold or just keep her cash in the bank, and yet she goes down and buys lottery tickets every week. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know how this works for people. But I do know that there's a persistence of people, and it's okay. I'm not beating up on real estate. I own actually a fair amount of real estate. And I have a, an even more real estate in the public arena. In other words, I can just sell it any day I don't want it anymore. I have a fair amount of that. But it's not... Like I, I want to buy single-family homes and rent them out and expect that somebody isn't going to call me in the middle of the night with a problem or that I'm making great returns on that because I'm comfortable. And, it, it, and returns don't show that that's true. Are there bursts of time where, where it goes up? Yeah, just like stocks have bursts of time. Do I say, oh, yeah, because the market went up 25% over the last three years per year, that, that I now extrapolate that for the next 20 years. That's ridiculous, and that's exactly how real estate is. We take these big, these short periods of time, but the reality is real estate goes up 1% more than the rate of inflation since the baby boom generation post-World War II when everything changed in housing. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not putting down housing. I'm not putting down real estate. But what I'm saying is comfort of owning real estate doesn't make it the wisest choice for investing. Lack of comfort in stocks doesn't make it a bad choice. It makes it the best choice, especially if you have a broad, say, the market. If you want to go ahead and chase stocks and call it investing, like with GameStop or you know, a Robinhood app, and, ooh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to throw 10, bu- 10 bucks on GameStop just like I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Knicks tonight on my gaming app, it's gambling. Okay, that's just gambling. That's not investing. But if you're buying the S&P 500 persistently over time, that's how you always win. And in fact, in the next hour, I'm going to talk a lot about that. Some of the basic rules. So things that have always worked, it's interesting to me, are oftentimes dismissed as risky. Like, this always works, but it's risky. Well, how? If it always works, that sounds like not risky. Isn't that like the definition? This always works. Oh, yeah, but it's risky. Risky how? Because we want to talk about it in the current price, in this moment, in this millisecond. Like, like if I buy this one thing over here, like the S&P, and it goes down tomorrow, oh, I'm lost. No, it's just the beginning of a long-term game, a long-term investment plan. It's not risky because... I was never going to take that money out tomorrow, even if I, quotes, won and it went up. It's not then that I was going to leave. It's in there for decades. And it always works, especially if you invest systematically. Once again, I'll come back to that. Right now, I'm in the process of beating up on this scare mongering that's going on out there. Okay, so I have some final thoughts on that. 
We'll close out this hour, and then we're going to get into some really fun basic stuff. So hang on. We'll be right back. Hello. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. You know, uh, like I said, I've got a couple more thoughts on this whole fear-mongering thing. You know, you got to go dive into an equity index annuity, type your money for 10 years. Somebody makes 10% commission. That's not really fees and all that stuff. That's crazy, but that's why. Or you go to a dinner seminar. This looks like an interesting idea. Then I don't have to worry about what. See, our inputs matter so much. Are we really spending all of our time in front of the box, online, listening to radio programs that talk about the end of the world and how things aren't going to work? Maybe we do. Some people do. And we all think we're above that. It's like, you know, we're all above financial pornography, pouring into our ears, our eyes, and into our minds nonstop. Would you tell your children that that's a good idea? Don't worry about it. You can overcome whatever the inputs are. Hang around with that bad group of people. The incorrect information. That's how you're going to be okay? I don't think so. I don't think you would give that advice to anyone. And we do that. We think we're above it. So I want to reiterate what works and what hasn't worked. And if we focus on price, and that's the only thing you focus on as, quotes, risk, you miss out on so much. When nobody wanted to buy stocks over 40 years ago, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average was at 800, on its way down to 750 before it turned the corner and ripped higher, if you would have bought your one ounce of gold or one share of the Dow, if that was theoretically possible, and you reinvested dividends, oh, yeah, you... I forgot just for a second. There are no dividends on gold, I guess. So anyway, there's nothing to reinvest there because it actually isn't an investment because every investment I've ever seen actually has a return. Um, but anyway, so you put it in your gold and, it, and, and we reinvest whatever earnings there are on gold or the Dow. Your $800 in the S&P 500, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's all of them. It's not buying Google on the IPO. It's not the best stocks. It's the best and the worst. It's them going to zero, disappearing, and really mediocre ones like Ford, General Motors, all of the airlines, the stuff that just never seems to work, are all in the same index. It still grew to $95,000. Not $1,900 and change. $95,000. $95,000. That's where gold would have to be trading today to be equal to the day of buying the Dow, the S&P 500, if you will, excuse me, at $800. I don't think it's there. As a matter of fact, it's not even at 2000 as we talk. Why, why, why is this the idea? Why? Why is this where we're supposed to hide? I I don't understand it. I just do not understand. And the reason this comes up so much is because it does come up so much. I don't understand why people continue to gravitate towards a dinner seminar when even the FINRA, one of the watchdogs in our industry, says, don't do that. It's not information. It's not good. It's not good. It's one-sided stuff. Why do people do that? Why do people believe that there is upside in the market, unlimited upside in the market with no risk on the downside? Things like that. Why, why, why do we believe in magic fairies? Why? 
Why do we believe in pretty bricks? Why? What is wrong with us? And I have to believe it comes back to the inputs. And it's not looking at the world. I know you pessimists out there, you end-of-worlders, all think you're pragmatic. I know. I've visited with you on air for 35 years. It's not pragmatic. It's not real. In the last 100 years, in the last 50 years, in the last 10 years, we've made such amazing progress as human beings. We live longer, more abundant lives. No, there are not millions of people starving every year in Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a little better. Some planes are a little bit better. That's a lot better. That's a lot better. We dismiss and run to the next why the world is ending point in order to buy gold. Actually, sell you gold because it makes people money. Being comfortable, hiding money under a mattress is not the right decision. Understanding how progress is continuing to come at an ever-increased pace. Maybe you don't like what's going on socially. There's a lot of things I don't like either. Has little to do with what's going on in innovation, particularly here in the U.S. Innovation in healthcare, genetics, in AI. Yes, it's scary. End of world. What will gold do for you? Is that going to keep the AI bots away from you? I don't think so. Maybe you can pay them off with gold. I have no idea why people think of such things. I worry about this, therefore I buy gold. That makes no sense. I worry about it, therefore I invest in it. And if things don't work out, I'm in the same position. But if they do work out, I've made a lot of money. It's coming. AI is coming. You can talk about it. You can worry about it. But I have no idea why this would be something we want to go buy gold about. But people do. And it does seem a little bit strange. So buying something you are comfortable with. I just am really comfortable with real estate. Okay. But does that make it a right decision? See, I'm really comfortable with a lot of things in my life that, well, I don't think are really the best for me. I think they just aren't. But, man, they're comfortable, you know? I mean, it just, it's true in finance, too. We have to learn, grow, and understand the world is getting better. It is. You don't feel it because you, we, we, all focus on a lot of the social problems that there are and the, and the weirdness that Washington, D.C. is and some of the corruption in the various departments. I get it. It's not all right. But when we think about the continued advancement, it's amazing, particularly, particularly for women and minorities. It's getting so much better more quickly than we ever imagined. And that's the fact. We just have to recognize it. All right. Hour number two upcoming. I hope you'll join us.